The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. What will make you or me an overcomer at the judgment seat of Christ? How can I be sure that I will hear, Well done, good and faithful servant? It's a question we're answering today on Grace in Focus. We are so glad that you have tuned in to this broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We come to you in this manner each weekday, and you can find out more about the Grace Evangelical Society by going to our website, faithalone.org. We have lots of helpful information and articles and products on that website, and we hope that you will explore it. That's faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Leon Atkins. Leon, I believe you have a question from Toby. Yes, Toby asked a good question. What are the qualifications of someone to be an overcomer at the judgment seat of Christ? Are overcomers those who are walking in the light and who persevere unto death? Does some measure of holiness need to be met? I'd love to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, one day, and would like to know how I could best use my time here on earth to make that happen. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, let me see. We have certain jobs here at the church we could use help with, <laughs> right? Almost every pastor would love to have somebody say this. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it, Toby's question. So what are the qualifications for a person to be an overcomer? And this expression, overcomer, what is the idea behind this idea of overcoming? Well, there are special rewards promised, am I correct, for overcomers? And the overcomer, uh, a Greek word, nikao, for the verb, the noun is Nike. And even though Nike's saying is just do it, (laughs) Nike is actually, you know what Nike is? The Greek goddess of what? Victory. Victory, right? Yes. And so to be an overcomer is basically to be a victor. It's to be a winner. So God has called upon believers to overcome three things, the world, the flesh, and and the the devil. devil. Those are what opposes us, right? The world opposes us, the flesh, our fleshly inclinations oppose us, and the devil opposes us. But we have greater is he who is in us, the Holy Spirit that is at work in us, and we can overcome. Now, Toby asks about walking in the light, and that's right. It is related to walking in the light. It's also a matter of persevering until death? Yes. And so, sure, it's both of those things, but we need to know what walking in the light means. And basically, what that would suggest is that I am in a solid Bible teaching church, and I'm receptive to the Word of God. I'm abiding in the Word of God. His teachings need to abide, remain, dwell within us. And so that's what walking in the light is. It's not a matter of, you know, some kind of feeling that I feel close to God. It has nothing to do with feelings. It's I am under the revelation, the light of God, week by week, month by month, year by year. And Romans 12, 2, I'm being transformed by By the the renewing. Yeah, of mind. It's Mm -hmm. a mind renewal, right? Yes. Essentially, you know, we talk about brainwashing. You know, the the communists want to brainwash people or 
you know, various world governments are trying to um, brainwash people or various religions are trying to brainwash people, you know, like a jihadist, some people say, or people who've been brainwashed. I would certainly agree with that, that they've been taught something that is very destructive. That's why they're called terrorists. But God wants to wash our brains, too, but he wants to wash it in a positive way. All of us bring from our old lives a lot of baggage, and being renewed in our mind is throwing these things overboard and adapting a Christian worldview. Yeah, and you use the term worldview. That's especially important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Because how we view the world determines how we live. And so if we think that, for example, getting drunk is a good way to go, then we're going to constantly be tempted to get drunk. Mm -hmm. But if we realize that that's part of the flesh and the world system, we know that, yes, there's a passing pleasure to that, as the author of Hebrews says, but the pain that comes from alcoholism far exceeds any temporary pleasure, right? Right. Just a quick word here about our online seminary. It begins again in February for the spring semester. Classes are free if you maintain a 3.0 GPA. We offer an unaccredited MDiv degree. And this spring you'll find classes on Bibliology and Ecclesiology with Bob Wilkin, Second Semester of New Testament Greek, New Testament Survey, Old Testament Survey, Soteriology, and Logos Bible Software. To register and for more details, go to gesseminary.org. Now let's return to our topic of the day. So basically... What he wants to know is what he needs to do and how does he best use his time. And what I would say is, in terms of the qualifications, this needs to be a person who is part of a church that is acknowledging Christ, confessing Christ. Because remember, Jesus says, He who confesses me before men... Him will I confess for my Father who is in heaven, Matthew ten thirty two. He who denies me before men, him, him will I deny before my Father in heaven. Well, Paul interprets that for us in 2 Timothy two twelve. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. The denial is denial of rulership. It's not denial that we're in the faith, denial that we have eternal life. And so we must endure in our confession of Christ in order to rule and reign with Christ. Some people think, well, that's passing out tracts or evangelizing people. Well, that's part of it. But really what it's about is being part of the community that confesses Christ. I'm part of the believing community, and we gather together, and people can see that, hey, I'm part of of a group that confesses Christ. If I've been baptized, I've confessed my faith publicly. As I come to church, I'm part of the group that baptizes other people and that confesses our faith. So I would say the key thing, Toby, is to make sure... Well, how does the author of Hebrews say? Let's not forsake... The assembling yeah. of ourselves together. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> let's gather together. So I'd say that's the primary thing. But Toby also asked, do we need a measure of holiness? Now, that's a tricky question, right? Personal holiness. Yeah, what would you say? 
I would say by walking in the light, you are becoming more Christ-like moment by moment. Yeah. Uh, I heard Haddon Robinson give a a great example of this once. He said, um, suppose someone says, uh, I want to give $100, and uh, you give them back the $100 and say, go to the bank, have it changed into nickels and give them to God one by one. (laughs) And that's the way we do it. We have an open door to serve, and we have something that is more interesting to us, such as watching TV or indulging in our hobbies or something. And so we fail to give that nickel back to God. But that's where it is in nickels and pennies, not always the grand of personal experiences, sometimes just the little things. That's a good point. Now, Sometimes, especially those of us who are perfectionists, and I'm one of the key perfectionists that ever graduated from Dallas Seminary, (laughs) uh, those of us who are perfectionists have to be careful because if we start looking at our life and trying to say, how holy am I, there's a trap there, don't you think, Leon? If we say, you know, I've... I'm so much better than I used to be. I'm getting pretty good. We've just uh, (laughs) indulged in self-righteousness, and we need to confess it. (laughs) It seems to me, yeah. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, I don't judge before the time. Mm. In other words, he knows Jesus is the judge, and we can't say, well, you know, I've kept a ledger, and here's all these good works I've done. Yeah. Well, of course, if our motive is wrong, (laughs) that messes us up. Mm -hmm. And if we're parading ourselves before, like if we pray so as to be seen by men, if we give so as to be seen by men, if we fast so as to be seen, you know, Matthew 6, Mm -hmm. then that's our full reward. There's no eternal reward. Jesus says, don't lay up treasure here on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in or steal, but lay up treasure in heaven where moth and rust can't destroy Thieves can't break in or steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So the thing I like about Toby's question is he's got his heart in the right place. Yes. That's number one qualification for an (laughs) overcomer is to have your heart in the right place, wouldn't you say? The right motives. The right motives, the desire to please God, the desire, what did he say he wants to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? Yes. Man, wouldn't that be great if every day that was what we were thinking as we go through the day? And I love your illustration, by the way, of hobbies or TV. Those aren't sinful things. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, some could be, yeah. but let's assume golfing or hunting or fishing. Those are fine things. Watching the Cowboys on TV, now that might even be, yeah. you get eternal rewards for Here that. Here in Texas, that yeah. would be. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. But those things are what uh, I think in the parable of the four soils, the Lord calls cares, riches, and the pleasures of life. life They're yes. things that can choke out our effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And so if we want to be maximally effective for Christ, that's Toby's last part of the question. How can I best use my time? Well, you need to pray about that. But ultimately, you need to decide where is your giftedness, what are you best at, and then plug in and do that, both in terms of your secular employment and in terms of your ministry in your local church. You may have involvement in a parachurch ministry. You may have do short-term missions. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, maximize your life for Christ. 
And that's not just what do you do in terms of ministry, but that also includes washing dishes, changing diapers. It involves loving your spouse. It involves mowing your yard, keeping up your house so that it's uh, something that is not a bad witness for your neighbors. It's the total package of your life. And ultimately, don't get caught up in overanalyzing yourself. Now, there are vice lists in Scripture, but those are basically saying the person who's gone to the far country is a person who's now enslaved to sin in his experience. That person is not going to inherit the kingdom and rule with Christ. But that's not really what Toby's asking about. If he's walking in the light, then he's already a person who is pleasing God. But how can he do that fully? By growing in the faith day by day, week by week, month by month, and keeping your constant focus on the soon return of Christ and hearing him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Very well said, Bob. Well, thanks, Toby. Great question. This, I think you've modeled where we all should be. And let's keep grace in focus. We invite you to check out our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday five-minute YouTube videos at YouTube Grace Evangelical Society. You will love the content and learn a lot. There are a lot of costs involved in staying on the air. That's why we so much appreciate our financial partners. If you'd like to learn how to become one, you can find out more by going to faithalone.org. And on the next episode, should I make promises to God? How important is it to remember that faith and works cannot be mixed? Hope you'll join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.